0: The
1: Irish Times Business
0: Podcast in association with Irish Life.
1: We're here to support your company and your employees, now and in the future. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life.
2: Hello and welcome to the Irish Times Inside Business Podcast. I'm Laura Slattery and on the show this week we're talking brands and rebrands. Later we'll be discussing Checkout Magazine's annual list of the biggest selling grocery brands in Ireland, which has once again been topped by the maker of something brown, caffeinated and fizzy. But first. A rebrand of Aircom is imminent, according to the telecoms group. Its chief executive, Richard Moat, says launching a new brand will show, and I quote, that the company has evolved our commitment to Ireland and our ambition for the future. Here to decipher that statement for us and tell us what's wrong with the old brand is Mark Paul, business affairs correspondent for the Irish Times. Hello, Mark. Why has Aircom taken the decision to rebrand now?
0: Well, the company is essentially entering a new phase. Um, it's, uh, it's had a troubled couple of years. It's, uh, it's, 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 had, uh, it's had corporate difficulties, financial difficulties. It's been an examinership. Um, it's been through a, a series of different owners. And it's had no growth for several years. And now the company, um, this week, uh, had financial results. The first time it entered uh, revenue growth in, in seven years. Um, and that's going to push it one step closer to being sold, one way or the other. Aircom is going to be sold in the next couple of years, whether they float the company in the stock exchange or whether it's owners who are a bunch of banks and um, they don't want to own it long term. Um, and maybe maybe one of them will want to buy it outright, or they'll want to sell it, sell it to a trade uh, to another trade player. So um, the company is ripe for a rebrand. It's ripe for a new phase. Um, and uh, and and Richard Moat and his management team. Richard Moat is, is by the way he's he's a relatively new chief executive uh, in the company. He took over last year. And um, they just feel the time is right to uh, to, to 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 change the company's, um, I suppose, relationship with its customers and to change how it's viewed in Ireland. And, um, you know, it, uh, a, a rebrand for, for a company like Aircom, um, it's an enormous undertaking. I mean, it's, uh, it'll be the first time the company has been rebranded in 16 years, um, so um, which is quite a long time in that space.
2: And I think they spent something like uh, six point five million Irish pounds on the rebrand in nineteen ninety
0: nine. D- they they did, yeah. When it, when it, when, it, when it obviously it was originally Telecom Air, and 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 it was it was around about the time that it was floated in, in nineteen ninety nine, and it's still and it remains the biggest rebrand ever undertaken in the country. Um, I think the figure you quote there is is, is right it's about about six and a half million Irish pounds. Um, and but this rebrand, um, whilst you know the, the the raw figure will be a lot bigger than six and a half million because you know things are just a lot more expensive now because we're sixteen years on. It's not quite as big a rebrand in in the sense that um, Aircom now isn't quite the the the, the all encompassing company that it was back then. Um, it's a lot smaller. There's only about you know a little over two thousand people working for it now. There would have been five or six, maybe maybe possibly close to seven thousand people working for it then. Um, so they would have had much more vans on the road. They would have had um, much more phone boxes. and sure nobody uses phone boxes now. And um, they they all would have had to be rebranded. But still, it's going to be an absolutely enormous undertaking for the company. Um, and 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 the the events of, of, of Wednesday of this week, I mean, when, when it had a, a, a power outage show, uh, um, an outage of a services showed the damage that can be done to a brand and, you know, the potential benefits of changing a brand.
2: Okay, so what do we know about the new brand?
0: Um, well, the company hasn't confirmed um, the details of the brand, but um, what what we know is um, is is that a rebrand is imminent. They, they've confirmed that much, and um, we think it's going to be about the middle of September. Um, the date that we're hearing is about September the eighteenth, give or take, um, and that's that's the date that'll rebrand. Um, we know that they've been down to the trademarks office and that they've they've trademarked an, a, a, a number of uh, words and, and, and symbols, um, and one of which, the most prominent of which, seems to be Air E I R. And um, um, so dropping the calm, I guess, um, and it looks like that that could be uh, an element of the parent brand, so to speak, um, and the, the the symbol for it, um, the the current symbol and colour coding for Aircom is blue and yellow, um, but it, it looks like purple and green, uh, are the colours they're going for in the new brand, or at least that's at least that's what they've trademarked. Um, and uh, they've also registered a whole load of new business names um, that would fall under this there would be sub-brands I suppose of, of Air so you've got Air Networks, um, Air Mobile Air Business, Air Store, My MyAir um, and what the company told us what Richard Moe told uh, told me on Tuesday was that everything that is currently branded Aircom um, um, will be rebranded as uh, in the new brand, which we think will be a form of Air, and uh, and it's me- kind of
2: a purple squiggle, isn't it? The, this the thing they've it it they've is registered.
0: it is. I'm 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 sure a brand consultant was paid an awful lot of money to come up with this design, and 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 you know it is uh, it's. Quite pleasant looking, but uh, uh, you know, but it, it looks lo-
2: like EI to me rather than EIR.
0: It it does. Or, or somebody uh, somebody else come up to me in in the office uh, uh, yesterday and asked me, was it EIS? And and I had to explain to people, no, this is EI or This is this is a uh, uh, part of Aircom's new branding strategy. Look, I suppose, um, um, you know, the old Aircom, when they rebranded from Telecom to Aircom, they got a little bit of stick over 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 their little yellow squiggle at that stage as well. Um, so I think I think there's always an element of um, you know because because a rebrand is new. Customers aren't used to it. The public isn't used to it. and um, 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 These things tend to get teased a little bit. Um, if you look at Google's rebrand today, um, 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 you know people have uh, it, it looks different. So uh, people people will always comment on how these things look. But you know, purple and green are are, are, are striking enough colours. Um, and it just remains to be seen now what effect this will have on its relationship with its customers.
2: Because it can take a while for the public, can't it, to, to warm to a new brand? But but did it ever warm to Aircom?
0: I think it got off to an incredibly bad start, uh, of course, because of the, uh, uh, well some people call it a botched IPO in 1999, but of course it really wasn't botched at all because the state made out like bandits. I mean they they, 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 they settled this company for far more than it was worth, and um, the government got a lot of money in, so f- from that point of view the IPO was fine, but for the people of Ireland the IPO was a disaster. I mean people who never would have bought shares before, my mother bought shares in Aircom, I don't think she's bought shares in anything ever since, um, and, and people all across the land who normally wouldn't have invested in capital markets, where I suppose convinced uh, uh, to uh, to invest in Aircom and the name became synonymous with protest groups with Eamon Dunphy with Shane Ross and angry AGMs and with changes of ownership through billionaires Tony O'Reilly and um, Dennis O'Brien tried to buy it, private equity um, and uh, through all those changes of ownerships and the slimming down of the company there was industrial relations trouble um, and the company then went bust it went into examinership and um, I think it's, it's, its brand has you know the fact that it's lasted 16 years I think is uh, is is uh, is quite surprising, and, and it's probably only lasted so long because they had so many other battles to fight along the way. I think they didn't have time to rebrand before now.
2: So now is a good opportunity and a good time. Uh, to do so, but uh, coincidentally, um, one of its competitors, uh, UPC Ireland, is also rebranding as Virgin Media, following various acquisitions within that company.
0: That's right, and 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 um, you know, Virgin Media, as it will become Virgin Media Ireland, as it will become known later this year. Or UPC, as it is now, I mean, it's 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 AirComs, um, it, it's its biggest rival, and um, they've been going toe to toe for the last number of years, and uh, up until very recently, uh, UPC had come out on top. And um, now it joined with the Virgin Group uh, in the UK recently and uh, and, and is rebranding. It's it's curious, I mean, mean, there's been so much rebranding in this space over over the last number of years. Brands and telecoms are very, very important um, because, you know, you're you're buying a product that allows you to communicate with your friends, with your family, with your work and, 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 you know, brings your entertainment into your home. You have to trust it. Um, So they're always rebranding these companies. I mean, uh, Virgin Media Ireland, now UPC, used to be called NTL, used to be called Cable Inc., which used to be owned. By Telecom Aaron, which um, is the old name for for the current Aircom. So uh, they're all linked. Um, Other brands have disappeared along the way that have been around for a long time. Um, The O2 brand has gone, Um, and that's all been swallowed up by 3, the mobile phone company. Um, And there's new brands being introduced in this space. All the time, and I think um, Aircom wants its seat at the table. It wants to. It wants to. Uh, uh, it wants to announce itself again, and I think. I think that's really what the company wants to do. It wants, it wants to announce that it's entered a new period of growth, um, and this is the way they've chosen to do it.
2: Well, it's quite funny, because um, we were just looking up earlier, um, how Aircom and UPC, these two companies that are rebranding, how they fare in the RepTrack study of corporate reputations, which is compiled by the Reputations Agency. Now, I don't know, you know, how much stock we put in something like this, but it is a poll of almost 5000 people, and they rank the 100 most visible um, organisations in the country. And, you know, those two companies, they could do better. UPC was in 92nd place in the, in the last ranking and Aircom was in 96th with only Ladbrokes, AIB, Bank of Ireland and Irish Water regarded as less reputable and trustworthy. So, I mean, that sort of does point to maybe um, the sort of customer service issues that people have had with these these uh, that, companies. Th-
0: that's right. I, I, I mean, I mean, your internet goes bust, uh, or, or, or you know, you, you can't get a signal, and, and, and you make the angry phone call to the call centre. I mean, I mean, anybody who's been a customer of UPC has had to do that. I've had to do it myself, and I'm sure people have had to do it with Aircom. It's, I think, an occupational hazard in that sort of a sector, um, where you have that sort of a technologically dependent service that can drop at any time. I mean, I mean, let's face it, it's all, it's all wires and and and, and, and cables. Mistakes can happen, and um, so they leave themselves open to uh, to that sort. Of um, uh, a breakdown in relations, if you want, with customers, um, and it's important why they sh- why they should rebrand on, on a not too regular basis because it's expensive, but on a on a on a, on a reasonably regular basis, these type of companies tend to rebrand, and um, um, I suppose to try and uh, you know get back to year zero in terms of their, their reputation with customers. And as you quite rightly say, uh, Aircom and, and UPC's brands uh, uh, both aren't hugely well got in terms of the rep track study. So maybe now is an opportune time for for, for for both of them to make a change.
2: And maybe try and get some credit perhaps for the investment that they have made in the broadband sector in particular.
0: That's right, over a billion euros uh, in the last couple of years. Um, Aircom, for example, has invested. Um, and prior to that, um, and, and the, the precursor to UPC really kind of getting one over in Aircom was an enormous investment of about, I think about 700 million that UPC made in this network. Um, and maybe not quite as much as that, but it, it, it was it was huge. Um, and, and look, you know, it's starting to pay off in Aircom's financial results i mean this week the company reported first year uh, our, our full year um, and financial results and um, it's 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 top line revenues i suppose were flat and considering how fast the economy is growing and uh, maybe it could have done better there but it's returned to revenue growth as we said for the first time in seven years and um, the company is profitable and um, and it's owned by a consortium of banks and uh, uh, you know it just i suppose it wants to make a splash for itself because look as we said it's uh, it's going to be up in the blocks soon enough
2: okay well um look forward to the invite to the relaunch of the brand in a few weeks time perhaps or uh, later this year thanks very much mark
1: at irish life we can tell you that 49 percent of employees in ireland don't think about tomorrow they don't have a pension plan we can help you help them Because if you're involved in running your company's pension plan, we can administer it for you. With our member-specific investment solutions, online access for employers, trustees and members, and always-on smartphone apps. Just call one of our corporate team on 01704 1845. Visit irishlifecorporatebusiness.ie or contact your pension consultant to find out how we can help your company think of tomorrow. We know Irish life. We are Irish life. Irish Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. All information source for Irish Life September 2014.
2: Now, Coca-Cola has been named as Ireland's biggest-selling grocery brand for the 11th year in a row in the Checkout Top 100 list, which is produced by Checkout magazine and research firm Nielsen. Irish household names like Avonmore, Brennan's Bread and Tato continue to hold their own near the top of the list. Joining me on the line to discuss this year's rankings is Checkout Editor Stephen Wynne-Jones. And here in the studio is Conor Pope, Consumer Affairs Correspondent of the Irish Times. Stephen, this list suggests we're a nation that's loyal to our favourites, doesn't it?
3: That's right, Laura. Uh, This is the uh, 11th year now that we've run the uh, Checkout Top 100 brands in association with Nielsen. And uh, the brands at the top have remained pretty much the same year on year. Um, Coca-Cola still leads the list. It's the 11th year in a row that it has uh, led the checkout top 100. And uh, the only mover since last year is, is Wrigley's Extra, which has come into the top 10. The rest of the top 10 have all remained the same since 2014.
2: So can you talk us through that top 10, first of all? What, what, you know, Who do we expect to see in that list?
3: Well, it's led by Coca-Cola, as I said, and uh, there's a couple of Irish Big brand powerhouses in second and third. Uh, Avonmore is second. Brennan's is third. Um, Cadbury Dairy Milk, obviously the number one brand in confectionery, is fourth. Another uh, familiar Irish brand, Tato, in fifth. Uh, Lucasade sixth. Uh, seven Up is seventh. And then there's Walkers crisps, uh, Jacobs, and as I said, Wrigley's Extra rounds off the top ten.
2: So it sounds like a well-rounded uh, meal there. Um, <laughs> who are the big gainers? this year in, in the list, were there any big gainers?
3: There are, would you believe there's actually uh, 20 brands which have achieved their highest ever position in this year's top 100 brands, which, which is pretty impressive. And it goes to show, I suppose, A, how competitive the marketplace is, but also B, um, how much investment is taking place on the part of brands. So um, you've got the likes of Dairy Gold, Muller, Nescafe, Red Bull, Kinder, Maltesers. It's a, it's a wide range of, of product categories. But there's a lot of brand investment going on, and the big FMTG companies really understand that they need to retain front-of-mind status with consumers. They need to invest in the right areas uh, in order to lift their value sales and ultimately go up the list.
2: So uh, I was amused to see that a brand that I associate with my childhood, which is my Wadi, is at, a, at its highest uh, position in this 11-year chart.
3: That's right. Um, it's, it's one of a few Irish brands. Uh, not known, many people know that My Waddy is Irish, but very much so. Uh, a few Irish brands that have hit their, their highest ever position. Avons is another in uh, 52nd. Uh, Keelings is, is 45th. My Waddy 59th, as you mentioned. Brady Family Ham 61st. And, th- and then you have Carroll's Meat. Uh, another sliced meat brand, which has actually risen 41 places to to sit in 72nd place this year. It's the highest new entry in this year's top 100 and and, uh, more power to Carol Meats. They've really got the brand proposition right.
2: So if these brands are climbing up the list, does that mean there must be some fallers then as well who've dropped out?
3: That's right. I mean, inevitably with with every brand that grows, there are going to be brands that uh, are impacted. So while the likes of Brady Family Ham, and Carol Meats have risen up the list. Uh, that's affected uh, Denny, which has fallen from, uh, it, was, it was in the top 10, it was 9th in 2011. It's now down in 28th. Uh, some other brands that have fallen back are uh, Pat the Baker, which has fallen back from 17th to 22nd. Uh, Charleville Cheese from 41st to 46th. Uh, we've seen Hellman's drop back from 48th to 54th. But that's not to say that, you know, these, these brands are necessarily doing badly. It's such a competitive market out there that there's a lot of yo-yo effect in this list from year to year as brands really plough new investment into marketing and into marketing strategy.
2: Okay. So, I mean, I think you've written in the paper that it's, it's a day-to-day battle. Is that, that, that how you would describe the brands going head-to-head with, with other brands in the same category?
3: Exactly. I mean, if you look at a category like confectionery, which is, which is the biggest in this, in this country, there's 13 confectionery brands in the top 100 brands, which, which is incredible, really. Um, I don't know what it says about the Irish uh, palace, but um, the likes of Cadbury Dairy Milk are leading the category, but you've got so many big brand names in there, such as Kinder and Maltesers, Galaxy. I mean, it, it's a constant battle shelf space, um, both in, in mainstream retail and, and in convenience, As well as that, there's a lot of battles, a lot of smaller battles, I suppose, between two real key brands going on ac- across the list. So in terms of breakfast uh, cereals, Weedabix is the number one in that category. That's 51st in the top 100 this year. Flavins, which is the second biggest category, or second biggest brand in the breakfast cereals category, is 52nd, right behind us. The same with fruit juice. Uh, Tropicana is 34th. Innocence, second biggest brand, is 35th. And then you've got uh, the the battle for the the, the Irish cup of tea. Uh, Lion's Tea just narrowly pips uh, Barry's Tea to that. Lion's is 24th this year. Barry's is 25th. And there was 13 places separating them five years ago. So Barry's is definitely gaining on, uh, on Lion's. I'd say they'd be pretty optimistic down in County Cork.
2: And What do you think is, is driving consumer purchases these days? Is it value or quality or a mixture of both?
3: Well, value is really the elephant in the room. You can't avoid it. If you don't have a strong value proposition, um, ultimately consumers will go elsewhere. And that's why we've seen the rise of Aldi and Little. That's why we've seen the rise of private label, uh, which is supermarket-owned brands, things like that. But, but Irish people are by and large, loyal to brands. They look to brands to be the ones to drive the category forward. I'll I'll use an example, which is Avonmore. Um, The milk category is one in which private label, which own brand, has has really gained ground in recent years. I mean, even convenience store chains now have their own own brand milk. But Avonmore has retained second biggest brand in the country status because of the level of innovation it's it's undertaking. We had the the protein milk last year. There was heart active milk the year before that. And just coming up with new concepts to keep the category interesting that ultimately will give it the the differentiation, which, which goes beyond
4: value, I think.
2: Okay. Um, Conor Pope, uh, Consumer Affairs Correspondent of the Irish Times. What do you make of this list?
4: I think it's dull and it's depressing and it reflects really badly on us all. I think it's striking that only one of the brands in the top 10 is of any nutritional value. And I think that Irish consumers are wising up to the foolhardiness of spending big money on brand names. And I think we're becoming much better at our shopping and we're becoming much closer to our german cousins who are no fools when it comes to saving money and making money i mean you just look at the Stephen mentioned avonmore milk it baffles me to see a brand like that so high up the list when you think that the own brand product which is identical the milk comes from the same cows it comes from the same co-ops and yet it's about 35 or 40 percent cheaper um then you look down through the rest of the you look down through the rest of the list uh, and you see that Coca-Cola for the 11th year in a row is the top brand in Ireland. Now, Don Draper clearly has a lot to answer for, but I think it reflects a kind of a paucity of imagination in Irish consumers that we are still enthralled to these big brands who have hugely deep pockets and can afford to bombard us with advertising. I I would dispute the notion that they're offering some kind of value to consumers. I think almost all of the brands who feature in the top 20 are brands who spend an awful lot of money on advertising.
2: But Ireland isn't unique in that way, is it, Conor?
4: Well, it is when you think that in Germany, for instance, seventy percent of a consumer's shopping basket is made up of own brand products, and only thirty percent is made up of brands. And I would imagine that an awful lot of Germans look at, would look at an Irish shopping basket and just laugh at our foolhardiness and our kind of our sheepish ma- the sheepish manner in which we shop. And I would include myself in this in a, in a lot of circumstances. But I, I don't, and I think that may be because the origins of own brand in the Republic of Ireland were very very. Bad. I mean, own brand came into its own in Ireland in the early nineteen eighties when Quinsworth rolled out their infamous yellow pack, yellow pack range of products. And yellow pack at the time was synonymous with appalling quality. It was the sweepings of the factory floor that was effectively put into in, into, into boxes and sold to consumers at half nothing, and it didn't reflect very well on own brand. And for many many years. Retailers struggled to shift the reputation that they developed in the 1980s for producing inferior quality products. But in the last five or ten years, everything has shifted. And you can look at own brand products, and I frequently would stand own brand versus, brand versus versus branded products side by side, and it is almost impossible. And in many cases, it is completely impossible to tell the difference between products. But if you look at some of the lists, there's some interesting things here. For instance, I was interested to see Walker's crisps are at number eight. In the list now, the presence of Walkers so high up the list would be anathema. To many Irish people who believe Tato is by far the, the most superior crisp, crisp um, and I think some of the some of the battles that are being played out are kind of entertaining. It's 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 interesting to see that you know Lyons tea is marginally ahead of Barry's tea in the tea wars, and that you know and and things like that are are, are kind of instructive and entertaining but uh, uh, as, as a list goes and as a reflection of what goes into our shopping baskets I think the list is interesting and it does say, say a lot about us and unfortunately I don't think it's saying very many good things because to be perfectly honest I think Irish consumers need to wise up and not buy so much junk.
2: Stephen what do you make of that do you think we need to wise up or is this perfectly natural <laughs> um, composition of shopping baskets across the world?
3: Well, I, th- I think there has been a lot of investment. Uh, just on one of the things, Conor was saying, um, by some more health-oriented brands in gaining a, a greater greater shelf presence, a greater you know, presence in, in, in the stores and in the hearts of minds of consumers. Um, a couple of examples would be Yoplait up three places this year, Muller up three places this year, Keelings up nine places, and Flores up five places. I don't know if you could say that those are um, brands with negative connotations associated with them.
4: In terms of Well, oh, you know, I'd actually I'd question that because I'd say Danone and Yoplait would have products that contain huge quantities of sugar. I'll give you uh, Keelings. I mean, I think they're a fruit and, fruit and vegetable brand and it's hard to to knock their bona fides when it comes to health uh, or wholesomeness. But you, certainly if you talk about Yoplait, if you talk about Danone, I mean effectively what what they are are um, dairy-based products that have huge quantities of sugar, processed sugar in them and I don't think they're really good for consumers.
3: It does come into, Connor, it comes into, I suppose, with, with the likes of just going with the Keelings and, and Flores. Uh, how willing these brands are to engage with retailers, develop marketing propositions that will resonate with consumers. I mean, Keelings, as, a, as an actual brand, I mean, obviously, it's been a fruit and veg supplier for years, but as an actual brand, is only about five or six years old, and, and it's so a niche there in the marketplace. We need to get more into retailers. We need to change consumer shopping habits, and, you know... You, you're right to a certain extent that a lot of the, the brand discussion is being led by these brands with very deep pockets that would be the more traditional FMCG product. But there are these, these up-and-coming brands like your Keelings or even like the likes of Flavins, which in the
0: past... And pla- I was going to mention what?
4: Flatavans actually. They're a great brand to see and I'm, glad, I'm delighted to see they're doing so well in the breakfast cereal wars because, uh, you know, it's hard to knock the... the, the Health benefits of porridge, no matter what brand is producing it.
2: But Stephen, I mean, wouldn't it be the case that some some of our, our fruit and vegetable shopping wouldn't necessarily showing up show up on this list because the the goods are are unbranded?
3: Exactly, it's by and large private label, and this this is the same thing that's happening right across Europe. Is that there is a need for. I suppose, health-oriented companies like branded fruit and veg manufacturers, as well as Keelings, the likes of Pink Lady Apples and, and things like that, to, to get more of a present, or even five Bananas, to use an Irish example, to get more of a present in-store and, and just really act like a traditional FMCG brand. You know, get the marketing right, get the in-store presence, get the value proposition right, and, and, and put it up to the likes of Coca-Cola or Walker's Crisps or... Wrigley's Extra, whoever it is, and yeah, you know, and there, there is a need for more of that.
2: And Stephen, I mean, Connor was talking there about the sort of the split between private label—that's uh, the supermarket-owned brand goods—and the branded uh, products. Where do you see that in Ireland at the moment? Uh, there's a bit. You think you've said there's a little bit of a fight back by by brands.
3: I think there is there is a bit of a fight back going on by brands because there was and continues to be a, a, a large migration to the likes of Aldi and Little, to the discounters. And they're buying products in which brand, the brand proposition perhaps wasn't as strong as it could have been. So you're thinking things like washing powder, areas like toilet paper or shampoos or cleaning products. Whereas With, with the top 100 brands list this year, we've seen a couple of brand fightbacks. Purcell uh, is up 12 places to 39th. Colgate up 23 places to 48, Andrex up 8 places to 56. Now, these might be, these are in categories where, you know, the, the own brand offering might just be as strong, might, might be, that the value might be there and all that, but it, it's a sign of the, the times, it's a sign of the, the resilience that big brands have, that they're fighting back, that they're putting up to the private label onslaughts, and they're creating added value propositions that resonate with consumers.
2: Okay, um, Connor. Finally, I just kind of come to you because, you know, our, our loyalty to certain brands—it can be said to be emotional, in some cases. But there's other cases where it's entirely rational, isn't? Is it not? You know, I admit to being enthralled to Coca-Cola. There's no point telling me that you know Marks and Spencer or Tesco does a does a cola that's going to be taste the same.
4: I think actually one of the things that anybody who was keen to work—you're right on one level because there are certain brands that the private labels have found impossible to replicate but there are a very small number of them and if you take Coca-Cola Coca-Cola don't make any Cola drinks for any other for any other label. So when you buy Coca Cola, that's what you're getting. And I've reviewed cola drinks, and it's very hard to beat Coca Cola. And the own label products don't even come close to it. And in many respects, they've given up the ghost. They don't even they don't even fight that anymore. And the same can be said about Kellogg's Cornflakes. And Kellogg's Cornflakes is one of those other unique brands that it's very hard for own brand retailers to replicate. And that's why when you go into the likes of Aldi, you will see a small number of branded products and when you go into Marks & Spencer you'll see a small number of branded products and those are the products that the private labels have struggled to replicate and the clever supermarket chains like Aldi and Mark and Spencer's have given up trying and they're saying okay we'll stock Kellogg's Cornflakes, or we'll stock Coca-Cola because we're not going to shift any of our horrible own brand fizzy cola drink for 29 cent a bottle. So there are some brands that are very very difficult to replicate but I'd say that you could count those brands those big name brands out of the top 100 on a hand on a single hand and most other brands can be replicated pretty efficiently by private label and consumers would save 30 or 40% On their average shopping bill, if they were to switch more to own brand.
2: Okay, well, we'll have to see if Coca Cola uh, manages to top this list for the 12th year in a row next year. But for the moment, thank you very much for your time, Stephen Wynne Jones and Connor Pope. And that's it for this week's edition of the Irish Times Inside Business podcast with me, Laura Slattery. Sound Engineering Today was by JJ Vernon and this podcast was produced by Declan Conlon. You can find all our business stories, interviews and analysis on irishtimes.com and on the Irish Times apps. Until next week, goodbye.